0: So uh, our power went down at the campus, but we still wanted to bring the service, so we came to a home, and we're still going to do the service here from the home, and as some of the team has been talking, actually, it's kind of neat. Uh, We're just sitting here in a living room, worshiping, praising God, and uh, we're with you. So you're in a living room, probably, and we're in a living room, and we're together. Now what we're going to be doing today is really what's called a Seek Service Format. So we're going to be, instead of kind of the, the typical structure of a service, we're going to be spending time uh, worshiping through music, through prayer, and through scripture. And we're going to be emphasizing the gospel. That's our emphasis for uh, 2020. We'll be focusing on that. So here's what you need to prepare. First, you need to so grab a Bible and open it up to First Corinthians. A lot of our CDC family are going to be reading from that passage of text uh, today. So you'll be prepared for that. Also, a little later, we're going to be taking the Lord's Supper. And so that means if you're not ready, scramble, <laughs> uh, get some juice, get some water, get a cracker, get a piece of bread. And we're going to be uh, leading in the Lord's Supper uh, here at about in about the middle of the service. You'll want to be ready for that. Also, if you want to interact, we want to interact with you. The best way to do that is through our CBC response number It's 440-276-5575. And if you are new, just text the word NEW to that number, and we just want to interact with you, send you a gift uh, just for being with us today and get some information from you. Also, if you need to talk to a pastor or a question comes up from this time, text the word CONNECT to that number, and uh, someone right now is waiting live to interact with you in the moment and if you have a prayer request you can text the word prayer to that number and that prayer request will be sent out to multiple people that will be praying for the need that you bring before us today so just some ways that we can interact as far as services uh <laughs> except for today because of the power being out we are to be back on site all four services at cbc 8 9 30 11 and 6 30 And also, you can still watch online at 9.30 and 11. And tonight, we're going to stream the 6.30 service so we can do the living room environment now and also be back at the campus at 6.30. And again, register for those services. We're still doing that now for this season. Well, uh, in a minute, we're going to be really focusing on the gospel. This is a seek service, if you will, where we're coming before the Lord to seek Him with our hearts, our minds, and ask Him just to draw us close to Himself. So with that, um, we're going to be having a lot of prayer, And it might be one of those things where you're sitting in a living room going, "Um, do I pray right now? Yes, you do. Uh, How do I participate? Fully participate in the singing, the praying, everything with where you're at. I know sometimes those environments are distracting, but do your best to focus and uh, we're gonna have a great time together. So with that, let's pray and, uh, and get things started. Well, Father, thank you for this time. I thank you for the many people right now in this moment that also will be watching this moment later that from the comfort of their homes, Uh, hopefully with family members and friends are coming uh, with an open heart and open mind to seek you. You tell us in Jeremiah uh, 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So Lord, right now at the start of the year, at the start of this day, we're seeking you with all of our hearts. So uh, speak to us, help us to listen, help us to apply what you put on our hearts today in Jesus name. Amen.
1: worship together lord i come i confess bowing here i find my rest without you i fall apart you're the one i need you oh Soul to rise to you when temptation comes my way. When I cannot stand, I'll fall. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. When I cannot stand, I'll fall.
0: him this morning. Our power went out at the church, and so we're just enjoying the simplicity of this moment because we still want to be together. And so uh, open, open up your Bibles. We are in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and I just want to look at the first few verses together with you. And what you'll notice today is we'll have several people participating and leading out, several of the CBC church family. And so look at 1 Corinthians 15. We've got the Apostle Paul, a God-servant, who is speaking to uh, Christians in Greece, in the city of Corinth. And he's writing them, and he's telling them about something very important on his heart. So let's find ourselves there, First Corinthians 15. Look at verses 1 through 3. He says, "Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received: that Christ died." For our sins, in accordance with the scriptures. And one of the things that stands out to me is that Paul is talking to believers and he's sharing about the gospel. And the gospel is basically the person and work of Christ. And so we know that Jesus is God in the flesh, he's our Savior, and the work that he did, he came to the earth to die on the cross for our sins so that we could be justified, made right with God. One of the ways we often say that is that Jesus lived a life we could never live. He died the death we should have died to give us new life here on earth and eternal life in heaven. And so that's really the gospel in a nutshell. Don't you find it interesting that that Paul is saying, I want to remind you of the gospel. It has importance. It has significance. And then he unpacks this a little bit. And, and, And here's the thing. These people know the gospel. They know who Jesus is. They know what Christ has done and about his death on the cross and his atonement for sins. And they know what they have, but he wants to bring them back to it. And, and we see some interesting language here that he says. He says he's reminding them of the gospel. So did they forget? Are they not walking in it? Have they drifted from the truths and the power and the strength that's theirs in the gospel? He's reminding them of the gospel, the gospel that they received, that was preached by Paul to them, preached by God's servants. They received it. They believed it, and he's calling them back to who they are and what they have because of that belief. And it says that they're saved by the gospel. We're saved by our sins. Why do we have the gospel? Because of sins. Because you and I are rebels, and we've sinned, and we've fallen away from the Lord. And so God, in his love and compassion, came and resolved that through the personal work of Christ. And when you believe in Christ, you are saved when you believe upon the gospel of Jesus. And to hold fast to it. You know, there's so much shifting in this world, and we're always grasping for different things, for hope and joy and meaning and purpose. We've got to hold fast to the gospel, to the truths that God's given us in the gospel of who Christ is, what he's done, who we are in Christ, and what we have in Christ. We have to hold fast to the gospel. And I love the way he says here. He says he's delivered to them that of first importance. He's speaking about the gospel. So as you start this year, Whatever New Year's resolutions are swirling around in your mind or on your list, you know, you're eating and diet, exercise, routine, the, how many books you want to read, um, what you want to achieve, all those kinds of things. Nothing takes precedence over the gospel for us as believers. It's of first importance. Who Christ is, what he did, and what we have and who we are because of it. And so Paul's calling them back to these truths. And so as we flow through the rest of the service— Uh, I think it's very appropriate for us to come back and be reminded of the gospel, to be remembered that we've received it and believed it, that we're saved by the truths given to us in the gospel, and that we uh, renew our commitment to make the gospel of first importance in our life as believers. So let's pray about that and then continue to worship and celebrate around that whole concept. So Father, thank you for the gospel. Thank you for not just this information that we have to ascribe to in our minds, really the transformation that takes place when we believe upon the gospel of who Jesus is as our Savior, what he's done by dying on the cross for our sins. And now that we're beloved children of God, now that we have an eternity that's secure, we have a new life now that we can live, there are no more glorious uh, truths than that. So help us come back to that, Father. Help us to hold fast to that as we uh, reflect on that today, we ask in Jesus' name, amen.
2: I am-
3: Yes, he did. Mm. He fought. He died for us. He pleaded mm. and took our sin away. Mm. We need to rejoice over what he did for us. How can it be? Thank you, Jesus. We're going to continue from 1 Corinthians 15 and read from verse 3 to 4. And it says, For I delivered to you as of false importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. If you've gone through the book of the Old Testament, many things were said about Jesus Christ before he was born, about his death, about his crucifixion. And the foundation of the gospel is based on the fact that Jesus Christ was not only born as we just celebrated the Christmas, he died on the cross. His body was broken for you and for me. His blood was shed for you and for me. Why? It took the cause so that we don't have to take that cause anymore. It took the fall so that you and I don't have to take that fall anymore. He won victory over sin and over death that you and I do not have to suffer that anymore. What do we have to do? What would be our response to that? If you do not know Christ, and you are watching this at the moment, He died for you. He paid the price for you. You need to come to Him and ask Him for forgiveness of your sin. The Bible says we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of that glory. Ask Him for forgiveness of that sin. And He will be happy to welcome you home. If you know Christ, but the things of life, the pride of life, the, the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of, the, of, 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 the, of everything in this world is, is stopping you from looking unto Jesus. This is the time for you to confess any known sin. In a short while, we're going to be having the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper is a time when we come to remember His death, is resurrection and the price that he paid for us. The Bible says we should not take this unworthily. So if you are a believer, you are welcome to the table, but you need to ask God if you know of any sin in your life, ask him to cleanse you, ask him to wash you. Please prepare your bread and wine and very soon we'll come back and break bread together. Mm-hmm.
1: to for too long on my own I wasn't created
3: run to the Father our heart will receive healing our soul will be refreshed and find a friend and as we break the bread, let's have the bread for I receive from the Lord that which I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take it This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Spend few seconds, confess any non sin, give thanks, and take the bread. Mm. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is in the covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink. Drink it in remembrance of me. Let's take the cup and drink it. O oh, precious Father. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of life you've given to us, for the life that you took from darkness into light, for your son that gave his life in exchange for our life that we can live fully, that we don't pay the penalty of the sin. So, Father, even as we... Take up the body today and drink of the blood. We renew our covenant with you. That we will walk in step with you. We will walk in line with your counsel. That Lord, our focus will continue to be on you. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for dying on the cross. And thank you that you are resurrected. Seated right now at the altar interceding for us we give you glory we give you praise in Jesus name Amen.
4: good morning my name is Louise giving for the resurrection and life that we have in Jesus Christ the scripture reading is from 1st Corinthians chapter 15 verses 14 through 19 and if Christ had not been raised that our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testify about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised, and if the dead are not raised, even not Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. And if in Christ we have hope in this life only, then we are of all people most to be pitied. These verses tell us that if there is no resurrection, we have no basis for our faith and in the power of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And that um, power that he has given us is for the power over the penalty and the power of sin in our life and the future absence of sin in our life. Our words and our intentional living for the gospel would be futile and in vain without purpose it tells us and our abiding in jesus will not produce any new life we would be misrepresenting god but paul continues in verse 20 but in fact christ has been raised from the dead the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep jesus also tells us in john six forty. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him on that last day. So join me in prayer of thanksgiving for this great news that we have, that we have eternal life, and we have the power of that resurrection in our life today. So Lord God, we thank you We thank you for the resurrection and the life that we have in your son, Jesus. In the book of John, you reminded Martha, just before raising Lazarus, her brother from the dead, that whoever believes in you, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in you shall never die. And then, Lord, you asked her, do you believe this? So I want you to now to take some time, just a few moments. Do you believe this? Do you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead to give you life, to give you eternal life, to give you power here today and now? Take a few moments and search your heart. What's blocking you from accepting the power of Jesus' resurrection? We have questioned you in our hearts and in our lives as we have lost loved ones and income and health and relationships with the isolation that we are experiencing the racial unrest and the political division we may be prone to doubt the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives you remind us reminded us through our pastors that you came in the midst of darkness to give us light. You came in the midst of hate to give us love. And you came in the midst of death to give us life and give it abundantly. So I want you to take another few moments and thank the Lord for the light and the love and the life that he has given us through Jesus Christ, over your circumstances, whether it's isolation, whether it's the loss of a loved one. Claim that power, claim that love, claim that life.
5: Hi CBC, my name is Joe, I'm one of the members here. Uh, and it's an honor to read uh, verses 21 and 22 for you. Uh, and I'll lead us in a moment of prayer. Verse twenty-one: For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. Verse twenty-two: For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. So also in Christ shall all be made alive in Christ. This is for you, brother and sister. This is for you, church. You are in Christ. This is your promise. You are being made alive. And this is a, a spiritual truth that we in our wisdom can't understand. Am I dead? Am I alive? Am I being made alive? And this is a truth that now we see dimly. And in heaven, we will see full, full brightness. Um, as I was reading these, the Lord brought to mind, how? How am I being made alive? And verse after verse of life, Romans 8:6, For to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the spirit is what is life and peace. In Colossians 3, 2, set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. Romans 6, 11, so you must consider yourself dead to sin and alive in God, in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 26, Lord, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord, for the Lord is an everlasting rock. And as I as these verses came to mind, man, I'm so convicted in my heart of where where is my mind? Day in and day out, going to work, days off with friends, with family, and where where is my mind? Is it stayed on the Lord? Am I seeking the things that are above? Am I setting my mind fully? Am uh, I setting my hope fully on the grace that is going to be brought to me at the revelation of Jesus Christ, 1 Peter? And no. Oh, man, I'm so consumed with uh, what want and, and purpose and trying to find fulfillment and uh, trying to just consumed in comfort and ease. Uh, and, man, maybe on my best day, give God an afterthought. Of, hey, fist bump, God, thanks for getting me through the day. I know you did it, Right. Uh, and, oh man, what would, what, these, these verses bring conviction to my heart. So let me ask you, what, uh, what about you? Uh, where is your mind set on day to day? Uh, what consumes your thoughts? Um, either good or bad. Is it, are you setting your mind on things of the earth? Are you setting your mind on things in heaven? Um. Psalm, Psalm one, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his word, he meditates what day and night. And I wish I could read Psalm 119, the whole thing. It's just the delight of God's word. Um, so if you're like me, you're like, oh man, looking back on 2020 or even now, day to day, where has been my mindset? My heart, and I hope your heart is a heart of repentance. And so that's what I want to lead us in. And just, uh, if you would close your eyes, open your hands. What is the Lord bringing to your mind now that has been captivating your heart, that has been consuming your mind, has been consuming your hope? Are you putting your hope in? What do you want? What, do you, what are your wants? What are you delighting in? that is not in the Lord and daily, moment by moment. And we're so prone to comfort and forgetting God. So Lord, I surrender this, which is in my hand, which I've been holding on to, what I want, what is consuming my mind. I'm putting so much thought into. God, I surrender this to you. Would you take it your way? I want you. I want you. Would you have it? Would you come and fill my mind and my heart and my desires daily at work with my family? God, would my mind be continually on you? you teach me that this year would your laws and your word be a delight to me by your spirit would you crush me that i would be made alive in you all to jesus i surrender oh i surrender all oh god would we all just turn our eyes upon Jesus and look full into your wonderful face. And the things of earth would grow strangely dim in your light, God. In your light, Lord, would you lead us in a heart of repentance, a season of repentance, not just now in this video, but this year, would it be marked by repentance away from the things of this earth and towards you, O Heavenly Father. Amen.
6: Good morning. I have the privilege of continuing this study out of 1 Corinthians 15 in the final verses. We're going to read and look at verses 50 through 57. I tell you this, brothers flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be all changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, that death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So easy to pray here. Join together. Father, we give you absolute praise, and Lord, we glorify your name. We have this triumphant Savior that we have you, Jesus, that separates us from the sorrows of this world, especially this sorrow that hangs over our head, this fear of death. Lord, thank you that you've taken away this fear. Thank you, God, that in this past year, Lord, dear ones, dear ones from amongst our, the body of Christ here at CVC have come home to you, and their home, Lord, Marlene's home, and Kathy is home, and Doug is home, and many others, Lord, that we love dearly are now in your presence. We thank you, God, that we do not sorrow like the world's sorrows, but Lord, we have this great hope. Oh, what victory, Jesus, you have won. Lord, no wonder all of heaven just worships you. No wonder any who know you, God, bow before you today and say, thank you, Jesus, for you are worthy of all praise and honor and glory. Oh God, we pray about this year. We pray, Lord, as we begin together, Lord, that the gospel, this word, this great news, Lord, will so envelop us, Lord, that we'll become the carriers of this message. And Lord, that we'll live in this victory. Oh God, take away our fears. Lord, help us to live in faith and to triumph with you. For you are gloriously victorious above. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
7: 1 Corinthians 15 is absolutely one of the greatest chapters in all the Bible. And at the very end, uh, the Apostle Paul, who was inspired by the Spirit to put these words down on a page, gives us his so what. So what? And he says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, because you know that your toil or your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I remember reading this verse in the past thinking, wow, he says, be steadfast and immovable. And then he says to abound in the work. So so which is it? Should I be steadfast and immovable and just plant myself? Or should I... You know, bounce and abound and move. And of course, you know the answer. God wants us to be both, to be both. We have some giant oak trees in our backyard. And um, they produced a lot of acorns this year. And I kind of blew them up to the bottom of the hill uh, behind our house. And I noticed that that last big snow we had, the deer are out there pawing, getting rid of all that snow so they could eat those acorns. The squirrels, the chipmunks, the deer, they've enjoyed that fruit that those oak trees produced. They're giant oak trees, which means they have deep roots. They're um, steadfast and immovable. And because of that, uh, they get a little bit bigger every year branches get a little longer every year. They reach their arms to the sky to praise God more every year, and they produce a lot of fruit that blesses the animals of the forest. That's the way we're supposed to be. In fact, I love the fact that at Cuyahoga Valley, we have an oak leaf as a logo. It reminds us of Isaiah 61, which says that we're supposed to be oaks of righteousness planted for the Lord to give him glory. Well, steadfast and immovable, sinking deep roots downward, that means that we have to stay in touch with this gospel. The gospel says that we were aliens and God has brought us close. The gospel says that we were enemies and God has made us friends. The gospel says that we were orphans, but God has made us beloved children. And so this year, 2021, we want you to seek deep roots in the gospel, be steadfast and immovable about the gospel that God loves you with an incredible, eternal kind of love, the kind of love that he had in the eternity past between the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, that he loves you and he loves me with that same kind of love. And because we're rooted and grounded in that, then we can live on mission. We can abound in the work of the Lord. We can take this good news to people that don't yet know. And so as we wrap this time up, I want you to spend just a little time thinking about what it is that keeps you from being rooted and grounded in the gospel, from being steadfast and immovable. And would you pray about that and ask God to help you sink deeper roots into the gospel? Take just a, few seconds and ask God for that grace and then secondly I want to ask you to pray that God would make you abound in the work of the Lord this year like never before you've got a who's your one friend or a two or three or ten (laughs) neighbors relatives co-workers, that don't yet know this good news, this gospel. Would you ask God to give you grace to abound in the work of the Lord? Father in heaven, I pray that you would help me to be more steadfast and immovable in this great good news than ever before. And that you would help me abound in the work of the Lord like never before. And that as we turn the corner into this new year, God, that you would bless our church. Help us to be steadfast and movable on this eternal truth. That we are loved with an incredible love. And that we would abound in the Lord by taking this good news to others. In Jesus' name.
1: So She
0: loves well I hope this time for you has been refreshing and encouraging. Just some closing thoughts before uh, we wrap it up here. All that we've heard about today is of first importance, the gospel, this information that helps us not to only know Christ, but to grow in Christ. We're gonna be spending a lot of time in that over the months to come. So how do you grow in your knowledge of the gospel? How do you grow in leaning into what we just talked about, prayed about, sang about today? Well, first and foremost will be your personal devotional time. You have to be alone with God. The the first importance of the gospel is gonna be the first importance of your time in the gospel, in God's word, in prayer, reflecting on who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, how great God is, he would even give us this identity and this message of hope. And so uh, we encourage you to make sure that you're in the Bible and in prayer every day. The tool that we are using this year is this New Testament devotional reading book. Uh, you can find them at the church. Uh, suggest a donation of $5. The church will be open uh, this afternoon, this evening. You can come by and pick one up. Uh, if you don't have five bucks, grab one. We'll square up later. Also, you can go online. The Bible reading plan and the verses affiliated with that devotional uh, you can find on our website as well. Also, uh, life groups. It's so important to grow in the truths of the gospel in community. Uh, God did not make us to live in isolation. We've all, we've all experienced enough isolation this last year. Uh, you need to really grow in your connectivity with others. And so make sure that you're in your life group. Uh, maybe it's the first time ever, or maybe it's time to you know, start the new year with your life group. Look, some of you, you're going, look, I'm not ready to meet in person. A lot of life groups are meeting on Zoom. I don't want to do the Zoom thing anymore. Look, Zoom's better than nothing. So at least get into a virtual life group if you're not ready to meet in person. And so as we continue to lean in the gospel, for the next couple months, we're going to be going through this gospel above all material. as a church. It's phenomenal material that each life group is going to be going through. And so get into the life group this Sunday. Next Sunday, our group connects. And so we can help you find a group if you need one. Just contact us through the app, through our website, and we'll get you in place. Also, the worship services. Starting next week, we're going to be looking more at this essential gospel. We're going to be spending the next couple months in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians is a very gospel-rich book of the Bible, and so we're going to be looking at it in months to come, so make sure you're coming with your Bibles, prepared for that. Also, if you want to get a head start, uh, you can text the word VERSES to our response number 440-276-5575, and whatever verses we're going to be teaching on that week, you can get them on Friday, have a chance to look them over, read them over, pray through them, do a little study and then even dig deeper as you prepare for the worship service on Sunday. And any other connecting point you need to have today, please remember that response number. If you need to have a conversation with a pastor, text the word CONNECT. If you do not know Christ yet, and all this conversation that you've seen and heard today about having a relationship with Christ, the gospel, and you're ready for a relationship with Jesus, or you want to know what it means to follow Jesus or take that next step, text the word JESUS to that response number, and we'll get in touch with you.